everybody and welcome to episode 56 of the Coffee Club podcast. We've got an extremely special guest today. Mrs. Ali- Wait, Miss. Sorry. We're off to a flaming start. Uh, bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's coming back. No, it's, uh, it's Elise Cranny. How are you doing, Elise? I'm truly honored to be on the coffee club. I didn't think I would ever get the invite, so. I think, however honored you're feeling, we're more honored to have you on here because anyone who's followed our podcast knows that we've made a lot of fun out of your team, the Bowman Track Club. Do we Otherwise even, known as what are we Bowel doing? Movement Track Club. Look, <laughs> I, I tell you what, when we were composing the text to ask Elise Cranny on, I think I was I was sweating for a, for a while. And then when I think you sent the text through, when you when you responded, it was a longer response. So I thought it was a response saying like, sorry, yeah, but no. <laughs> so when I was reading it, I was like waiting for the no, and there was no no. I was like, oh my God, we, we've done it. We've got all these crazy. I, I showed them our text. <laughs> it was a team. We were so, so hot. It was great. So. I left you for a couple hours too. So if you were sweating, Just I'm sweat. sorry. Oh, I was, I I was sweating sorry it up. I'm sorry to leave you for a couple hours. I was sweating hours. it up. <laughs> Honestly, but it's like, we've, so this is episode 56. So that's 55 episodes so far, about an hour each. That's just a lot of time to say a lot of things if you think about it. And like, especially early on, there was so much... Are you defending why you no, have no, shit no, on no, no, no. I'm more just saying. Episodes. I'm more just saying, I know that we have said a lot of negative stuff, but I can't remember the specifics. We've said it. Okay. Also, first, okay, we've said I very listened positive to your stuff. first couple ones. I'm not going to lie. There was a decent amount of hate you were throwing towards Bowerman. Yeah. <laughs> no, we definitely were. I, you I might mean, have definitely... I, I you think know, turn me off the podcast for a bit. No, I think I think we turned <laughs> off a lot of people probably with that. But I do think that we do give some positives in there. We throw some nuggets in there. Occasionally. Occasionally. Well, this is We this, do we yeah. do yeah. I mean we like especially you guys that we know as individuals, I don't think we shy away from praising you guys for all your positives. But and I think that's universal. Like in, in the running world, everyone is very good at like praising people, but then there are the negative things which people talk about behind closed doors, but we just put a camera. Yeah, I, and we got the I appreciate that because we have talked about we're like if you're talking about this on runs it's like you might as well just like you know yeah talk about like, it to the world yeah. we're, we're just we're hoping that we're, we're giving out we know, we know we're, we're stirring the pot we're giving out a lot of stir in the pot we're giving out a lot of shit we're hoping to receive some hate or some <laughs> you know Bit, a bit of stirring backwards to us because I feel like we do need and deserve it. And deserve it. it. We Absolutely. do deserve it 100%. <laughs> I 100% deserve it. And I feel like I've been getting it in bits and pieces, but not enough as I should be. So hopefully uh, I can receive more hate. I was wondering actually, because in your response, <laughs> in your it was something like, I'd love to be on the infamous coffee club, which is very, I feel like quite an intentional choice mean? of words. What does that mean? I'd love to know what our reputation is. Oh, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> uh, I feel like... On your team. I mean, I feel like you, you know, you hate on our team. We so it. I have to like, you know, be the Bowerman member to... You're going you're gonna to come, come in and podcast. just roast us, which would be great. Does Grant Fisher listen to the podcast? Uh, he has his own I don't podcast, know. right? Yeah. yeah. You guys listen to, listen to the Half Step podcast? I actually did listen to that. Pretty really? good. Yeah, he's not bad, but I wanted to ask, did Grant hear about our, our idea for him? Oh, so Grant's good. Girls. What was your idea? Grant's Girls. No. So it's idea? an idea to start like a dating show around Grant Fisher. Oh. To find him the perfect woman. Because he's okay. just the most eligible bachelor. Is it even? <laughs> That's what we decided. In, we decided that in track and field, he is the most, he's eligible, the most bachelor. eligible bachelor and we could make a lot of money. Um, well, no, and, and Grant's happiness as well. You, you can monetize that. <laughs> yeah. You can course, monetize course, it. But Grant's Girls, I think, would be a, a classic hit. Maybe NBC, we could pitch it to them. Yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. I think you guys should 
Should we bring it There's up? No, no, yeah, they, they didn't come should. up on in team chat. That, no I one mean, heard about I don't know. No it one heard very that well, nugget. It very well could have come up in the guys' team chat. No one heard that nugget. Is but Grant in Colorado this week? He is. Right, you guys we'll, can we'll bring it up to him tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get him on the get pod. him on the pod, and you can bring it up with him. Yeah, I'm sure he would love that show. <laughs> so we'll we're actually going to see him tomorrow. There's a there's kind of a lot going on. We said um, last week that like there wasn't much going on, but there was kind of a lot of extra stuff outside of running going on. We still got that going on. We've had a pretty busy week, hmm. uh, and tomorrow, which this might uh, this won't be the highlight of our week, I guess, because we have Joe and Sage's wedding on Sunday. I was about to say this is going to be the highlight. Be highlight. <laughs> but, no, uh, we can't say that. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> we're we're heading out to Lewis the Child at Red Rocks with a big crew. There's a, a bunch of Bowman people going. And a bunch of us people going on tin foil. club. A couple of tin, I guess, just Joey. I think. Yeah, but he casts his tin foil elite. He represents. It's the all. Game. It's, it's uniting. Yeah. Everybody's uniting under one banner and having this a good time. This is our dream. This <laughs> is our dream. This is what we wanted. We, everyone's gonna have a good time. Enjoy it. Um, the only problem is uh, United Airlines Track Club is not gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna be in attendance. Not in attendance, unfortunately. Wait. Uh, we could just invite Pete. He lives here. Pete Julian. We could invite. I was about to bring up Craig Inglis, but I don't know. Uh, he's probably not going to be there. Craig, also, Craig's probably not going to be there. Yes, he's gone. Wasn't, he was in Colorado. He's I think left. he's still here. He's still here. Okay. But I don't think he's coming. And also, I don't know. Craig Wright Angles? No, he's. He wouldn't be coming, though, I don't think. We'll maybe see him there. I we guess. might see him. Who knows? He, sometimes Craig <laughs> pops out of the bushes and he's just there. <clears throat> yeah. Ready to have a good time. That's honestly often how it is. But yeah, so we're very excited for that. Ollie and I went to a concert last night at the Red mm. Rocks Amphitheater. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Most electric night of our lives. I think I've, that my life has changed completely now after that. I just really, oh, changing, it was man. probably one of the best concerts I've been to. It was unreal. It was just it was just three hours. They play for three hours. Three hours, and they just go hard. What made it so electric? It just the drum solos, the guitarists. They went so hard. It's just like it's hard to. Also, the crowd around us, like the crowd was. Crazy. We've been to certain concerts and stuff, and I'm a, I'm also like a person that doesn't move too much when i go to a concert like oh you know how to move your hips i sometimes you know how you know how that but um i felt like at this one like there's a certain crowd that everyone just went so hard there's a guy next to us who literally was jumping up and down for three hours like yeah just unbelievable cinema it was just like the most devout devout is that a word devout cult following yeah Yeah. everyone was was obsessed with them it was awesome electric and there was so they do these marathon three-hour sets and they did one the night before it as well so they were back-to-back nights and like the guys next to us for example went to both nights and like they played different sets the two nights so these guys had just done it two nights in a row just going absolutely crazy so yeah we're we're not (laughs) dedication yeah we're not like that that level no but still like once you go to the show you're like oh i get it like it's pretty fucking sick so like would you go back morgan 100 percent. they're gonna be here in a month so you you should come back in a month i mean i would buy tickets yeah i think george would love it i think he would yeah i've seen it it looked fucking good it was a lot of fun so that's what we're going on we got that and then Joe and Sage's wedding. Uh, yeah, big Sunday night. Which will be fun. I don't know. <laughs> the dream, the dream team are getting a tie in the knot. Um, yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I have seen Sage's dress. looks fantastic. I haven't seen Joe's suit yet. I'm hoping it'll be fantastic. Are you guys in the wedding? I, I hope to say a no. speech. I mean, like, they're not, I'm not scheduled <laughs> to say a speech, yes. but I will say something. Give me a, a Michael, a Michael yeah. Scott speech. I will get up and say back. something, yeah. I'll push, I'll push over whoever's carrying. <laughs> if Sage's dad's carrying down there, I'll just push her out of the way. No, she's my teammate. Um, just take care of it. No, yeah. Dathan might do that. Dathan might do that for sure. You know, Dathan will speak. So, yeah. you know, we have also practice started this week on Monday for us. It was our first, like, official team practice altogether. We had a team meeting to start off, and Dathan took credit for their 
marriage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he, took her, he took he took her even, even though they were dating for like uh, I want to say three or four years before yeah, that. Yeah, they were literally dating in college, and he just goes, "Yeah, but they 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 propose they propose when we're a team, so yeah. we take credit." It's so, like, no, that's just not how it works. Like, if come on, gonna take that's, credit, a, that's a that's a poor move. Yeah. I think we can take. credit I think we as can well. take credit because because um, we did something. We did probably yeah, or not. What did we do? Nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But so that's that's been what's going on with us. But what we hyped up. Actually, we didn't talk about it much on the podcast last week, but anyone that's following us knows that the biggest event that happened in our lives last week was the gala. Biggest event of the year. <laughs> that's what they're saying. I don't, that's what I've been hearing on the streets. I've been hearing on the streets. People won't stop talking about it. Yeah, it we was, won't stop talking about it. Elise was in attendance. Yeah. So before, I missed, I missed, before I missed we say the first, anything, first annual. When did you turn um, up? When? What time did you turn off? Um, the right time. Just yeah. the perfect, the perfect the right time. time. <laughs> I came at exactly the right time that George had picked some fresh mint from somewhere. Oh, well, I was restocking the mint. And he offered me a Moscow Mule and I never got it. What? So wow. that significantly decreased that's my... A, uh, that's review a of the gala. On the bottom. <laughs> Do you know whose fault that is actually? Is it mine? No, the Gabs. No surprise there. What happened? Uh, well, did you still drink? Because... Call her out. Wait, did you show up with her? Uh, no, I showed up like right after her. Or maybe just at the same time. I made, well, you, Woody, the Gabs, yeah. and Katie. Katie showed up at the same time. I made four mules and I gave them all to Gabby and I said, take these other three to Woody, Katie, and Elise. Mm, and she said they got she them. Didn't, she didn't deliver. She, yeah, oh. she just went and them all well, she's herself. A, she's a, she she's a poor waiter then. Um, Woody, Woody's outfit. Yeah, what did you guys think? Fantastic. Well, George Best did mention dressed, he wanted Oktoberfest for the gala. As yeah. A I did suggest it. He did suggest it. How and did you guys decide on out, graphic tees? We wanted to make something easier and more simple because our last theme, people got really confused. Yeah, we wanted to be as straightforward as possible, but somehow Woody still interpreted <laughs> as, as So for, for as context, he, he turned up in Oktoberfest gear, which he had just come from attending, I think, the real Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. So I think he wanted to flex. He, t- he came up to me and he was like, He's like, it's still a graphic tee. I'm like, it's just not. It's like, not a graphic tee. It's, it's, like the, it's just not. Like, There's a lot of things that can be like, oh, you can kind of get away with it being like a graphic tee. That's just completely... He was like the flannel. Not, it's, it's a flannel t-shirt. Uh, with like the overall the pattern, yeah. The pattern and the so overall. He, like he, he kept coming up to me and saying, I want to play this Wisconsin game. And he kept mentioning the name of it and I can't remember it. But he kept saying like, have you played that? And I said, no. And he's like, but you went to Wisconsin. I was like, yeah, but I'm from Australia. I don't like. I don't reside in Wisconsin. I but is there some drinking what, game you wanted to play? I would love to know what he's talking about. Maybe we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. But maybe uh, we'll play yeah. it at the tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but to start off our gala talk, yeah, I think at least you should just like say like how awesome it was, or just, <laughs> just no, just be honest because like we're gonna like talk so much shit about it. <laughs> so like actually, like how was it? Did you have a good it time? It was absolutely incredible. Oh um, so <laughs> the, poster, the poster to sign walking in was really. Truly iconic. That yeah. was just great, great welcome situation. You guys had yeah. some incredible tunes. Um, yeah, Morgan. yeah. The drink, the drink service. I'm gonna have to give like a one out of ten. No, but other than I that, I went drink drink down here. did you get your drink? Eventually? No, I didn't. But I was like three tequila sodas in before I got oh, here, so okay. I think I was set. That's a good so place you, to be. So you were at a good vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty vibing. upset about that. See, the thing is, though, <laughs> it's very surprising because George <laughs> is actually a really good bartender, and yeah. he's actually very catering. Um, so that was very surprising to hear that. He had his fresh mint. I was like, this yeah. is well, we ran out, incredible. so I had to go get he more. He went to get more mint. <laughs> Wait, but I told are you guys you, growing mint like outside? We yeah. do grow mint, but I told you to come get it at the bar, but then you did. I did. I ventured outside into the backyard. 
And then the so instead, was. I gave them to Gabby because you didn't okay. show up. Okay. It's okay. I didn't, I shouldn't trust Classic you. Classic miscommunication. Um, I am shocked by how many, like, people you had from out of town for this event. Yeah, so we flew yeah, in. We flew, <laughs> we flew, <laughs> we flew <laughs> in people because we couldn't film it for the roster. Well, I guess we didn't really fly them in, but pretty much we... we talk it up like all year so we just tell our friends like hey you gotta come for us you gotta come for yeah. this and like and like i mean some of them end up coming and it just it's, and it's so amazing. i'm impressed i'm impressed with the dedication so we should there were probably... so many people that i met and they were like i'm from new york and i was like so yeah i was, yeah, I was gonna shout out tom wang tom, who, I met that's tom. that's who you're talking about yeah. so this is the story behind him if you didn't hear it and for anyone listening, they'll know Tom Wang is a super fan of the podcast. That's how we know him. Really? Yeah, no joke. Early, early days. <laughs> early day podcast. He's like a super fan. And so I sent him an invite to the podcast, I mean, to the gala on Wednesday, I think it was. And it was like late at night. I sent him an invite. He's like, oh, don't tease me. Don't tease me. I'm like, no, you can actually come if you want. And then like end of the conversation. Next morning, went back to it. And then I FaceTimed him. Mm-hmm. And Ollie and I were just sitting here and we were kind of just talking like, Man, like we don't, we haven't really done much preparation yet. Like, what do we need to do to make this party fun? No preparation. And so then we called Tom Wang <laughs> and we asked him, and he kept having these really good ideas. Like, pretty much all the cool stuff that happened was his idea. Everything was his idea. Well. Polaroid was really? his idea. The Polaroid, the signing, all Tom Wang. Stuff was Tom's <laughs> idea. But, so he was telling us on the phone. I'm like, Tom, like this is like too much. Like you just have to come out here and do it and for help us, us out. and yeah. help us out. And he booked a flight for two hours later from that time. <laughs> And then he came and then he just, he was, he was the most amazing person ever. He just helped out so much with the preparation and he honestly contributed so much to the party. So thank you, Tom Wayne, for that. I think the the level of enjoyment and success. The level of enjoyment and the success from, from this year's gala was from, from from Tom. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job. He really, like, some of the ideas I was like, what? And I, like, we just didn't even think of it. Clearly he parties a lot more than we do. (laughs) (laughs) Not that surprising. But yeah, so we had him fighting, which was amazing. And then had some Wisconsin people come in and then a big one for Ollie and I as well is we had some of our gamer friends come in, which, Huge. which, uh, friends from, we have a friend group from a small town in Ohio which we, we'd, we've only through had, gaming through yeah. gaming <laughs> just online friends we had never met any of them except for one who like we're pretty good friends with avery and they all came out and it was like the coolest thing ever i think i think uh, also uh, darian had never been to a, has he been to a party before? i don't know if he's been to a party but he he hasn't he hasn't done too much he hasn't experienced before. a gala no he definitely not experienced a gala. so how was their experience I, I think they had a good time. Life. I think they had a great time. Yeah. It's kind of weird because they're very young. So <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly how young. I mean, they're, they're of age. They're of age. They're, they're definitely yeah, of age. They're but, age, but, but it's, just, it's just a different crowd because a lot of us are a bit older than them. And, and they're also just meeting people. Like I know, like Avery, for example, like he's a, he's a big fan of running and seeing people walk past. He's like, wow, like I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. It's I, just like I, a, I it's it's a, a, cool it's a unique experience for them. So they had a great time, I think. So, yeah, I think everyone there had a good time. Uh, Honestly, it was really good for us to party also for the first time with like our new teammates. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yard. Before we get to Yard, <laughs> I was going to say, I think like it's not even like disputed. I'm probably going to give him my MVP. I don't oh. know if you guys. <laughs> MVP is Yard as well for me. I mean, Tom Wang setting up. Yeah, MVP. That's, that's, MVP yeah. for cleaning afterwards. Tyson Mingus. Tyson. MVP of the night. Yard Mingus. No, no one's near him. Did you see him at least? He was just having the best time. Yeah. I saw him. His Started sister was also quiet. vibing. I met oh. his sister. She was wonderful. Yeah. 
His sister was vibing a little too hot. A little too hot with the uh, spraying champagne in our yeah. living room. Yeah, I was gone, but I heard about that. Yeah. She, she just walked in the door apparently at the end of the started night. Spraying. Started spraying champagne. Yeah. Went so, everywhere. Which is a cool move, I guess. That's a pretty cool move when you don't uh, host the party, you know? <laughs> it's um, not your house. It's not your house. And you don't have to clean up the next day. <laughs> no, not to expose Yared. He's probably listening in the background right now. But <laughs> he has no memory of throwing up. And then like three people have told me, yeah, I just saw Yared throw it up so much. George, yeah, George Mills said he literally projectiles. <laughs> projectile vomiting oh, but he felt wow. good the next day so that's a good move you know like yeah, get it all out of your system and then you, you're all right the next this day is, this is the second a- time we've exposed Yared for, <laughs> for puking <laughs> the first episode he was on oh yeah he was puke, yeah, puking in your sink right in flag stuff yeah but he had an amazing he was so much fun yeah, he was just dancing just loving it he just, was amazing MVP <laughs> of the night um, he's such good vibes so we love him so much is there any other notable performance from the night I can't really remember honestly it was just a fun night I think we did i'm gonna give credit to us so last year at least we overhyped it so much and then it was like just like okay like it was it was fun it was i was fun. gonna say how did the second annual compare to the it was first like annual? a million times well, better. really yeah yeah because the first one was like it was it was good it was fun but it was way more chill and our house was set up differently where like there was a basement area where we made a complete dance floor out of we had lights and we had like blackout shades and stuff and uh, no one went down there it just didn't go off in the yeah. way we wanted it to. and whereas with this one it's more spread out and it was easy for people to like dance in the living room and in that section downstairs. downstairs and like people did it and it was just like i think most of the it was really good situation because like when people started turning up then people started dancing it was like a short few hours of that and then mm-hmm. as soon as it hit like midnight everyone just left it was yeah, like perfect it was for a house party do, do you feel like the second subwoofer was a good investment 100% 100% yes because yeah. downstairs I was seeing certain people vibing uh, with that second subwoofer some good vibes downstairs uh, munchies yeah a, a gaming friend of ours he was vibing Darian was vibing <laughs> I mean most of the gamer guys were just downstairs vibing and then uh, Bureau Cart was happening too yeah so we played Bureau my first time playing Bureau Cart do you know what that is Elise uh-huh. yeah I'd never even heard of that but that's Yared's like favorite game and also it sucks to play with him because he's like amazing he's, at he's, Mario Kart he's unstoppable so he just he just destroys you but that was a very fun experience but I do have to agree with Ollie that my favorite thing was just like people were actually dancing a lot yeah that and was my favorite. So the, it was a very, very good vibe in here. You could just vibe in here, dance, and then outside was like, uh, was I guess more talking and stuff. I don't know. I didn't spend that well, much time em- out there. Emily Oren, uh, our former teammate, was trying to leave. Like she's like, "Oh, we better get going." She turns around, her husband's doing the worm on the floor. <laughs> she's like, "We're not <laughs> going anywhere." And then so she left her car here, and like I think they got an Uber or a Lyft home because they both just drank a lot and had a really fun time. And that's like that's what it was all about, really. Just it's about blowing up steam and having a good time. So, and so you guys nailed it. I think I not to not to <laughs> except, uh, for, except for the drinking now the, the next now the yeah. next the next one's gonna be shit because now we're like oh yeah like we throw the best parties and now the next <laughs> one's gonna be a letdown because that's what happened the first year we no but now you know like Tom's yeah. taught you everything you need to know we need to fight as long as Tom's here every year if we can keep like building on that maybe it just gets bigger and better yeah maybe or it just goes downhill just spend more money on it I Mario think. with the ice cake I was gonna was say that was, that was actually highlight. very good I too. think also did you see that or you not here yet so it was like oh god that actually pulled me over the edge Mario pulled a cake out of his room Uh and it was like candle he had a candle for like one year and it was like coffee club's one year birthday and so we all went outside and then he's like cut the cake cut the cake and we try to cut into him like why isn't this working and like it's like are we that drunk or like what's happening like we're trying to cut it's not working and then he's like oh reach in like reach in there and then we grab it out and it was like just three 
Smirnoff ices covered in like covered in icing and whipping cream, and then so, so the three of us got iced. Was he just like up there making it in his room? Yeah, <laughs> he literally cut out the. Like, there was no cake. There was no cake. He cut out and then just put the frosting over like these three ices, and then we had to um. Ding dong. <laughs> Get him, Gus. Get him, Gus. Um, and then we had to like pretty much just take down an icy. That put me over the edge though. That's when I started to go. Yep, yeah, there's no turning back now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Damn that was. Point. I did not expect that at all, and no. so that was that was very fun. So, yeah, anything else from the gala? Gus had a pretty quiet night. Gus did not does not like galas. Um, he was in my room hiding for most of the most of the night. I felt really bad for him. I think he was having a decent time. Initially, he did, and then after that, he's like, "Screw this noise! I'm going downstairs." He's been changing his personality a little bit with his old age. He's yeah, Gus update. Li- he's becoming a little less friendly, like Gus- around lots of people. <laughs> Gus update, he actually loves um, just chilling in my room, being a loner the yeah. past like week. Like Jenna's noticed it too. George's girlfriend has noticed that he just like, he'll go downstairs and just won't come back up. But he's actually an introvert. He's introverted we, now. Maybe we thought he was an extrovert, but then too many people come over and then he disappears. We just have too many friends. <laughs> you guys are becoming too popular? Yeah. Gus, Gus is becoming too popular. Yeah, yeah. The, fame, the fame has the gotten too much for him. It's getting to his head. He's like no he autographs. He by himself. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I get that. I mean, maybe he's just going through something. He's a is he a teenager yet? He, I mean, when he turns two in December, he'll be fourteen. So he's like that's teenage. Maybe he's going early teenage years. Yeah, I guess preteen. He's a preteen. He's preteen. That Emotional. can be a tough time. It is a tough time right now. He's trying to figure out like what is life and who he is. Who he, who he is? is. Yeah. <laughs> who am I? He's doing some deep soul searching. Like I'm, a, I'm already a CEO and I'm fourteen. <laughs> I'm coffee club. Like what? What? What else is there to do? Infinitely but, successful already. Yeah. Where do I go next? He feels like he's peaked, I think. He has nothing to look forward to. Honestly, I thought that I peaked when I was 12 as well, so I can relate to that, guys. It's not easy, man. It just gets harder, so I don't know what to tell you. I'm still figuring that out now. Uh, Yeah, so moving on from the gala. Elise, thank you very much for coming. It was awesome to have you there. Um, I think we should talk about returning to team practice this week because it's going to be like the one running thing that we do talk about for us. Um, How have you guys been enjoying it? I, I haven't been enjoying it to be honest. <laughs> no, I just I feel like I feel like I still want to be on break. It is mentally like I just physically like it was fine. Um, Morgan did a uh, very very nice long run where he dropped the crap out of everyone. He dropped Joe by about 100 meters down a hill. If you haven't seen Morgan run down a hill, it's something to behold. He doesn't slow down. He just he just keeps going. He ran a 508 downhill. Uh, downhill mile. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but it just it just feels better. What was your average for the uh, 14 mile long run, Morgan? Well, it was 15, 15 miles. Come on. You did 15. Oh, I thought you were supposed to do 14. Yeah, but I did 15 instead. <laughs> God. No. What was the 15 mile good. average for the long run? Yeah, it was 5:45. No big deal. First yeah. long run back. Chilling. And and, <laughs> and I know Joe Klecker didn't run 5:45. So you are now the king of long runs. No, well I just had some. I'm not going to get into details, but I I was assisted. I had the forbidden pre workout. I had some rage going on inside some me. All your whole angst. Yeah, I was tapping into some. That's why I felt so like empty in that run. <laughs> I, I took all of all these angst. I'm sorry. I can't talk about the podcast. I can tell you after at least. <laughs> situation but uh but yeah honestly oh i can say it works really well okay i finally i finally have somebody else to, to, to relate to relate to because the angst that i was experiencing like you can get that you can build it into something pretty good with your running so wisconsin angst but you i also and drew buzzley drew buzzley does too however i also kind of relate to what emma Bates said last week 
Yeah. Where she's talking about how like the more energy you put in, the more energy you get back, like kind of thing. Totally. I feel that too. So we're learning things. We're learning things here. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how to. I think the angst is good, but I think it's just da- it's a very risky game to play because it's oh, hard to lie. time it up, yeah. time it with the you know you, you want to time it with say world chance for example. But mm. how do you do that? Yeah, I know. So at least you're at Cumberland. No, that's what I was saying. In other words, Morgan's forward. redid the race in about three weeks. So if you think about it, at least you run on angst. Uh, do you get do you get like you know a bit of bit of motion in there when you run? Are you an emotional runner or kind of just pretty, not usually? Pretty... But I feel like I feel like it would actually bode really well. I didn't think I was this until I tell you experience it. Now you're forever changed. Me. I think coffee club could help. I mean the Bauman workouts already are unbelievable, but we could help their workouts by if you play our podcast before a workout, they could Bring probably yeah they could probably have one of the best workouts ever. Mm. Go back to episode one, two, three, and, and, and that's really know. what you guys are going for all along. Yeah. We're, we're just really trying, to, trying to help. We're us. just trying to help you guys uh, get the angst. Incredible, yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, we thought you guys weren't doing well enough. So like, well, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys weren't doing well. That's why they had such a good year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. had a great year. Thanks to the of, Coffee Club podcast. Of the angst. <laughs> we find a way to take credit for literally everything that happens. <laughs> I don't know how we do it. But, Joe uh, and Sage's marriage, yeah. Grant's American record, it's all in the coffee club. <laughs> all you guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, George, what about you? Are you liking I, it? I haven't tried it. <laughs> no, I mean, how's, uh, how's the return? <laughs> sure. the return to running going? <laughs> I thought, we, I thought whether I was an angst runner or not. Yeah. I was pretty focused on that. <laughs> um, I ran on the boost first day of practice, which was actually quite fun. We got a new boost treadmill, if anyone knows what that is, that I'm going to... Utilized to run more than five days a week. Nice. I will not be using it. Big progress <laughs> in my life. Um, otherwise, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same. It's just like it's hard to get back into the training, meeting six days a week routine mm. when we've just Quite been. We've had almost a month. I mean, we have had a whole month of like nothingness. You know who loves it though? Ritz. 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 Oh, f- it felt like the first day of school. He was so excited. He's grabbing everyone's like, yeah, we're back. Everyone's <laughs> walking in like this with their head down. He'd, print, he'd printed yeah. out all our lifts, which he's never done before. And they're, wow. all, they're all laid out neatly like on our yeah. lockers and stuff. He had different highlighter for everybody's name. <laughs> so, you could see, yeah, so you could see which ones were cheap. City hadn't slept the night before yeah. practice. He was so excited. He goes, I'm not one for speeches. And then all of a sudden, it's like a 25-minute speech. You gave a real on speech. It was pretty good though. Um, so practice yeah. is suspiciously early. Yeah, I I think Helen O'Beary has something to do with that. Yeah, it's tough. It, she loves the early uh, early start of the day, whereas yeah. everyone else is much more content with nine o'clock. Nine o'clock sounds good. I time. was shocked when I saw you guys out there this morning. Yeah, I thought I was going early, and I was like, they must have started early. So this morning was I a bit of an exception because we did have a blood test this morning yeah. at like yeah. seven. So, so this morning was especially early, but. Yeah, Helena Berry trains at 6 a.m. or 6.15. And so it's made us train at like 8. Well, Ritz wanted us to train at 8 a.m. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think that's a little too that's early. That's going to get yeah. boycotted. But sure. yeah. we have a workout, a little workout tomorrow, and it's 8.30. So okay. pretty reasonable. That was with some Morgan persuasion. Yeah. It was, you persuasion it was back. <laughs> we tried to get it to 9, but then we met in the middle. <laughs> At least you got half an hour, I guess. It's an extra you half bo- You bought us half an hour of sleep. I yeah. appreciate that. Except we live like fucking half an hour from every training. <laughs> so it's not going to matter anyway. We're going to be up so early. But um, yeah, Lisa, I wanted to ask you, when do you guys like officially have to be back? We have to be back Monday. Oh, oh I didn't wow. realize it was so soon. That's very soon. Yeah. Damn. A couple days left. Is that everyone? Everyone back 
everyone back. Wow. Yeah. Is that uh, so? Is that back in Eugene, or I guess it is back <laughs> in Eugene. <laughs> I guess it's in Eugene, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm flying to Portland Saturday, and then I'll drive, drive to Eugene. So what's make the move? So you're you're gonna move from? So you, I'm guessing you're moving from. Portland to Eugene, right? Yeah. That's, that's a good guess, right? So, yeah, that's a great guess. <laughs> are, are you, I remember speaking to uh, Mark Scott at Com Games. He said that some of the boys are looking at just Airbnb in Eugene and not actually getting a rental. Are you going to do the same thing? I was looking at that, but I ended up finding a, a rental. Like a decent rental? Uh, it's, I don't know. I actually haven't seen it. Oh, I'm shit. kind of scared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what if it doesn't it, exist? I mean, I hope it does. It looks a little bit like crusty, to be honest. Doesn't it's not look a dorm, amazing. It's not a dorm Sounds room. like you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not a dorm room. It's like a one bedroom, one bath. The kitchen is not very nice at all. It's definitely not this this place you guys got going on here. But yeah, I have yet to good. see it in person. Yeah, I'm a bit afraid, but stay tuned. That seems kind of scary to move into a place without looking at it. But I guess you, you don't can, have a choice, really. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, it is kind of a weird vibe to move back to a town like Eugene. I mean, personally, we've, we've actually, I don't know if you know, we've hated on Eugene a lot on this podcast, mostly surrounding Haywood Field though and, and all that stuff. But I don't know if I would want to live in Eugene or not because I do like living, the idea of living in a smaller college town. But the idea of running every day in Eugene just sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow, thanks. I'm feeling really high. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, apparently, the running's supposed to be better in Eugene. Ben. The running is very bad in Portland. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's like, good. The running coming, is horrible. You are Portland. coming from Portland. Yeah. Like, we're coming from like turf loops, grass loops, and like one mile and a half gravel loop. Mm. So, it is an improvement. It's just a wood chip, like a lot the of wood chip. The wood chip, yeah. Like, I don't know gonna, how I feel about the wood chips, to be honest. I Every hate single the day. Well, I, I don't gonna, like the wood chips. I was chips. talking to Charlie Hunter, and he said that, like, usually you drive out quite a bit yeah. to get to trails and all yeah. stuff like that. So, I'm guessing Bowen will probably do the same. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to run on the wood chips every single day. Well, there is a turf there um, next to Haywood Field that I've seen Jerry do workouts with the Oregon team so oh, yeah. maybe you're doing turf, yeah, turf loops anyway there. it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't Portland matter if you're in Portland or Eugene yeah still turf loops yeah I mean it's no Colorado yeah yeah I was gonna say you coming from Colorado it must be hard coming from Colorado because we it's we are, so we do, hard we do There's have really good trails here trails everywhere yeah. it's amazing it's not flag but um, <laughs> not flag training you think flag is better than oh, 100% Colorado Jordy thinks that really? 100% <laughs> look at him look at him what makes you say that well, are we, Please, t- are we talking just run- <laughs> Are we talking running still? Yeah. Well, have you been there other than January? No, I did hear okay. a lot of trails are like, yeah, like you I mean, can't run on that. You can run on like again. in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's excited for this argument. Morgan, <laughs> we, I was, but I there's a million that. places like that you can run here. Well, then there's like twenty million in places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. There there's go. more running trails. There, like also we we are forgetting. Uh, there's not enough for today. There's a key factor that we're missing. I know here. what you're right It's about. Michael Smith. Michael Smith is in Flagstaff. The, Michael the man, Smith the myth, the legend, the absolute heartthrob. We gotta start hyping up Mark Wetmore. No, more. no. I'm not hyping up Mark Wetmore. We let us on the indoor track. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. It's if you let us on the indoor track, I'd hop There's like a hundred. I could. I went to Flag recently and did a different long run. There's a million different long run roads, like just out and back for us. Here, we do the same long run every week, pretty much. Where do you long run? Like. The roads back here, the dirt roads. Border okay. roads. But is you that can where you guys get... were on Sunday? Your... Is that when you had yeah. your Sunday? Oh. That's where you had your Sunday. Uh, no, Sunday actually, that, that was just a 10 mile run we were doing. Oh, <laughs> where we really? saw you, but that, that oh, is yeah. where we long run around oh, okay. there often. Okay. We either park at one of the three spots, but we run the same place. Unless we go up. You can switch it up though. Like, there's, yeah, 
You can wait, dirt roads? Point, like, yeah, do, you not go up to, do you ever go up to Manx? Have you ever run a Picasso? Yeah, Picasso. Picasso's nice. Never heard of that before. See, this is why nice. these cronies are <laughs> the pot. She's helping us out with running because we literally do run the same. We don't run. We, do, we, go, to, we go to Rollinsville. Okay. Every. I've actually never been to Rollinsville, which is also really embarrassing. Um, we don't go to Manx. I've been a couple of times, but not with the team. Have you been to Gold Hill? Riz doesn't let us run there because it's too hilly, apparently. Okay, I, I haven't, been, I haven't, I haven't been, been, been to Gold Hill either. Joe's yeah. always talking about Gold Hill. I think I, this yeah. is like what sucks is like we haven't gone up there yet and we're about to start doing long runs where it'll make sense to go up there in like a week or two, but then it's gonna freaking then it snow starts snowing so in like a month from now. Yeah. So it's already like pretty cold in the morning, so I'm kind of scared for that. But the nice thing in Colorado is the sun is usually always out, which means it just melts. This is so quickly, yeah. Yeah, so it's not a lot nicer, whereas in Flig, it doesn't melt as quick, quick does it? I don't know if that's no, a fact. No, it stays forever. On, well, Wind there's snows. way more trees, so there's way more shade. Yeah, so you Flig, can only run like Flig zero, Boulder one. Good point. Or Twin and Arrows. Winona. Yeah, and Winona. And Those Twin Arrows. Kinda... Twin Arrows is horrible. I, I hate Twin Arrows. Twin Arrows is brutal. We Those can... ridges the whole way? You yeah. can't even run on Twin you can see the cars for like the last six miles? Yeah, no. Twin Arrows well, I didn't say training in January <laughs> is good. <laughs> Specifically... Like where is there, okay, is there anywhere else you can long run in January besides Winona? Cream? You go to Beaver Creek? Have, have you tried Sudoku. the dome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sky what? dome? People would do it. Yeah. Wait, would they you do, do that? The concourse? The, the concourse? <laughs> yeah, the con- concourse loops. That's a classic. <laughs> I did some loops there. It wasn't very fun. Uh, you can go to Sedona yeah. to long run. Really? And then, yeah. Okay. And that's like sunny yeah. and 70 all year round. Okay. You can drive to Phoenix to run. Yeah. Which yeah. I know you guys have done yeah, before. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that every day. Actually. That was actually so, it was brutal. Yeah. It was like your whole day is just gone. You spent yeah. like four hours in the car. Yeah, that sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> that's we, can that, but... <laughs> yeah, we can oh man, this, I don't know this, how we got into this goes real deep. Oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, if anyone didn't know, Elise is a local. She's literally from here, from Niwot. Why is your? Did you grow up actually in Niwot? Uh, let's see. I grew up in Gun Barrel and then moved to. Okay, uh, that's where we lived. Yeah, we used to live yeah. in Gun Barrel. Yeah. We actually the coolest thing was during the Tokyo Olympics. I remember going to Niwot Market and there was this massive mm. poster saying "Good luck, Elise." Crying, and there's all these like signatures of all the townspeople and stuff. I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing ever. We got to walk past that every two days. That was great. That was yeah. <laughs> I thought it was super cool. It was very cool. Inspiring. Yeah. It was inspiring for me to realize that my hometown would probably never do that. Um, oh, don't say no, that. No, in Australia? You don't think so? No, nah, Cronulla people, they love their rugby league. They don't really love track and field. So. <laughs> Even it's right. I think they Tom love Games you. Champ. Um, I, will, I did get offered to run the ball out for um, the local rugby team, which would be sick. That, that would be amazing. So if I can do that, I'll let then you know. Made it. But <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, community here seems very much like, you know inclusive great community. so um it's pretty nice must be really nice growing up around here i mean we, we lived in gumbrell for was it a year it was a year yeah yeah but over a year and it was like such an awesome place to be so easy to get for the running yeah now we're out here in long tuck you it's like it's good Short for long. running but we drive into boulder every day so <laughs> we're trying to move back there because it's just like too much time in the car you know yeah you gonna but, move back to gumbrell you guys need to go to boulder Boulder, I think. We'll go to Boulder because I think we've realized that like we'd rather be able to easily get to a coffee shop or like go somewhere nice and then invest in a drive to a run because it's our job. Yeah. So I feel like that's the way we're going to work around it. Yeah. So that's yeah. the goal. But yeah, so we got a hometown hero here. I did hear during the Olympics that because your race, your race was on at like, I don't know what time, like really early in the morning, yeah. 5 a.m. And yeah. I heard there was just like a million people there <laughs> watching it together, which is just, that's unreal. It was really cool. I think it was like 4 a.m. or something. And... Niwot Wheelworks, which is like downtown Niwot, 
Um, they just like had a bunch of people. They put it on the TVs, got yeah. some breakfast. And it was pretty, just packed. Pretty cool. But there's a bit of a, this is like a random aside. There's like a full on Niwot, Stanford, Bauman, like, well, there's more of a Stanford Bauman pipeline going on now. Yeah. But now all the Niwot kids go to Stanford as yeah. well. So it's like, it's the whole way up. You've opened like this, this door yeah. for Look at what you've done. Niwot to Stanford to Bauman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that's the way to be successful. You go from Niwot to Stanford to Bauman. That's how you be successful. Yeah. If you want to have like... successful running kids, you got to move to Niwot and make them go there. Because that program is like... That program is actually... It's like It's, it's like absolutely taken off. Yeah. 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 The women's team is the best in the country. Yeah. Now. So the men's team's like third. I don't know. And the men's team's pretty good up too. There. Actually, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's third, but I think it's pretty high up too. So it's just when we go to now, what we train at now, what track? When we say, go do there, you feel the magic when you're there. I do feel the magic. <laughs> I also feel that they're more professional than us at some points because they're just doing all this other stuff and they turn up to practice when it's like snowing and raining. They turn like, up on time, probably. They also turn up on time. <laughs> well, that's just yeah. Can't argue that. Yeah, we don't do that. How do you guys have to turn up on time to practice? Uh. Yeah, I'd say we show up on time, but we like usually have to be warmed up by a certain time, and we we don't like start the workout on time. Yeah, particularly, we're, particularly the women. Well, Grant's like, gonna do the his guys drills. go after us. Yeah, Grant's gonna do his. He got to do his bands. Band drills. That's what before like when I was in college, and uh, even before college, that was like so. This was like before your time at Bowman. That's what I would hear about Bowman is just they do the longest warm ups ever. Like because I would have like Australian friends that were like training at the same location, and they would like turn up after Bowman and then get their workout done like half an hour before them because apparently like the time in between your warm-up jog and the session starting so it was just like the longest thing ever what, is, <laughs> what are you guys like, doing in that I time I feel like Courtney would tell me that like years ago when they were in St. Moritz they were like they were like team boss was like in and out before we even like started and here they are like still like warming up and like they're done with their workout yeah and that's how it felt like even like in some of the meets this summer like you do pre-meet before a race in Europe and I feel like we would be there for so long and they would be in and out and I'm like why is this 30 minute run in strides taking us two hours <laughs> I'm not sure. it's, it's tough to compete with team boss because Emma is the most like efficient like punctual person. person in the world like it's been for me it's been complete opposites because as we just mentioned with us if we're training at 9 a.m. like some people will get there at 9 10 for yeah. example Whereas like, are you looking at me when you say some people? Some people. Is that you? Are you holding? Well, the thing is, I'm carpooling, so I usually just explain, blame it on other people when it is 100 percent me being late. <laughs> nah, I but mean, I just say oh, I'm carpooling. Stuff, but we're then, also just never in a rush to start. Like, we stand around for a we do, good while. We do chat for a yeah, while. Yeah, like Ritz loves to talk about just random <laughs> shit. If you, if you don't want to start on time, like it's very easy to make that happen. Whereas at Team Boss, when I was there. If they say 9 a.m., that means you're leaving for the run at 9 a.m. So if you want to do anything else, like you better get there. You better there. do it before. Yeah, you <laughs> better get there before and get it done because we're leaving at 9 a.m. And then they're just like they're just like on it, like so lifting efficient. everything. So it's a different vibe here. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't know. I kind of can go both ways, honestly. It can. Yeah. But we get it done. Do, do you have that kind of... So obviously the warm-ups are super long, but like, do you guys have that kind of chat before practice? Meet Usually. up, chat? If you get Jerry going too, he's probably the same as Ritz. Like he'll just tell a bunch it, of random stories and he'll just yeah. go for a long time. And then it's like, okay, let's start. Do you want to, <laughs> wait, I don't know. Were you there when I visited Bauman? I guess you would have been. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but all I wanted to say was on my visit, I had, obviously it's like a limited amount of time. Yeah. I think you like Bruce's rules. Like I think you knew 48 hours and I spent like probably 
like six hours just sitting at a table listening to Jerry talk oh. to a Nike employee about just the most <laughs> random shit, like not even involving me. Because it was when they brought out all the new rules with ranking qualification and oh, stuff. Oh, that'll get him going. Anything <laughs> with like rankings, qualifying, like any, like how the sport is run, he will just like. Yeah, I was, just, I was just on my visit and I had a plane to catch and it, like it was like getting really close to it. Like when I had to be, it was like past the time when I had to go to the airport. I was just you sitting just there. I didn't know, him. I didn't know what to say. I was just like, yeah, I should probably like go to the airport now. Thanks for letting me visit. I, I, I kind of want to know Jerry's opinion on Diamond League races because I feel like you guys don't do a lot of them when you do have the caliber and the athletes to do them. Does Jerry not like Diamond League races? He prefers local Domestic. I honestly don't know. When we were there this summer, we were like, we need to do more Diamond League yeah. races. You guys like, actually this did summer. incredible. Yeah. yeah. This summer, actually, there was more Bowman people out there running. Yeah. Or maybe it was just you and Grant just doing a lot. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't remember. Now I'm thinking back at it. I don't remember. But well, Woody was out Woody, there. Oh, Woody was, Josh, yeah. yeah. Courtney. Oh, yeah, Josh was too. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. just the opportunity... From the outside, I don't know. You can say if this is true or false. From the outside, it just looks like you guys are just the most like dialed in in terms of focusing on world champs or the olympics whatever the main the goal big is ones. so it's like everything from like maybe even like a week from now when you start training until world champs is extremely calculated and very controlled and then after the world champs or olympics it's like you can just Free do you can just do whatever <laughs> you, you want. Have, yeah. <laughs> jerry just likes he like really likes to have control and so he like we were joking because I like couldn't get into the Brussels fifteen hundred at first. Like I found out a couple hours. Oh before. yeah, you gotta tell us the story. About yeah, that. yeah. So, anyways, we were like thinking, like, okay, maybe this will make him be like, we should do more diamond leagues like earlier on, so we can like get into more meets. And his response was like, "We'll just have to set up more of our own meets." And we're like, "No, no, 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 no!" That's like the opposite no. response of what we want. Does he have? Does he have any gauge on like social media, like? Does he does he listen to the hate at all? Does that get to him at all? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. He. I don't think he's on social media or anything. Think he's heard of the Coffee Club podcast? I don't know. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> show him, show him a I'll have to ask him if he's giving it a listen. The first time that Jerry's ever spoken to me was at Tokyo after me and Alicia Ram. We were just like cooling down. Um, and he just looked at us and just goes, Badger tough, and then just walks away. That's the only interaction I've ever had with Jerry Schumacher in my life. Honestly, I think that's a good thing that he... I kind of has these like blinders on for that type of stuff because at the end of the day, like he's very just focused on his like, job. the main goals yeah. and his job. He's very focused. Whereas like I would say, not to call out previous coaches, uh, like our Wisconsin coaches would sometimes <laughs> let the public opinion stuff get to them so much, and they would try and act like they didn't. But we were like, there was like this long talk they gave us before race. It's like people are like talking all the shit about us and like we weren't really paying attention to it that we're was like, mick we're like what oh, are you guys no. talking about that was that was mick 100 like, percent. who are these people mick definitely <laughs> mick definitely thought that the way to like get us going like the angst was that all these people are hating on us let's prove them wrong kind of thing yeah but like we would be sitting there hearing this for the first time going and what the hell are you race? talking about like we're about to race and we just don't know what you're talking wait about. everyone hates us yeah <laughs> should we even turn up what are we wait is that wrong? where the angst originated from did Mick and Stella oh no that's guys? that's purely self-inflicted oh, that's okay. got nothing okay. to do with the co- right. that, that, yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> now transferring it to uh, to Morgan Morgan's using it now where too. it comes it's from contagious <laughs> yeah is. Jordy's gonna be next yeah Morgan's about to go off this year all thanks to the angst after that long run I guarantee it we know why it's uh at the end of the day the angst for Ollie and maybe myself, it's always going to be due to women. So okay. <laughs> that's why it's really hard to 
time, get the timing right. Time, <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't really plan that stuff out. So that's just how it goes, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, more Jerry talk. So obviously the big thing which we've recently criticized him for is like all the Oregon stuff, which for you guys, I imagine was kind of difficult. Like if Ritz just took on like the CU job, we'd be like, I'd be like, what the hell? What the, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> you're my coach. Because I feel like, from what I've experienced with our team, that being a professional coach is a very much like you're invested, mm-hmm. and it's like a it whole. It's a like it's, it's not. A, it's a 24 hour job, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I know Jerry would be 100 percent in 24 hours with the team of Bowman, and Bowman was a pretty big team. And to take on a role like Oregon, Oregon is like a massive program. He's he's running it. So, as an athlete, I'd be interested to see your viewpoint on like how. How is that transition going to be with collegiate athletes now taking some time away from your coach where you've had 100% of his attention? Now you're going to get, I don't know, a certain percentage. Hopefully a decent amount. Hopefully a decent amount. Hopefully. hopefully. I mean, I think that was like the initial when he first told us. I think everyone's initial response was like, that was the question. Like, how are you going to do this? I think Woody asked who's going to be the favorite child. (laughs) Because it is. Like, now you're juggling two things, you know? Like, you can't. You can't deny that. So I guess we'll see when we get to Eugene. I mean, it's like you said, like he's so locked in and dialed in and like doesn't care what anyone else is saying. And he like has a very like systematic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no doubt he can do it, but I <laughs> um, but yeah. I think that's definitely a concern is that's a lot of people to juggle. It's, just, it's, it's extremely interesting because sure. he's going to have um, I'm, I'm pretty much unlimited resources with getting coaching stuff, right? He's got like, he's yeah. going to have all these assistants and stuff. So maybe that might help as well. But then like if there's too many fingers in the pot, sometimes it gets annoying. <laughs> too many fingers. Too many, too many fingers in the pot. You just don't get anything. <laughs> too out many of chefs in the kitchen. Too many chefs in the kitchen. That's a better one. Fingers too in the pot cooks. is a new one. Well, fingers in the pot. Was last week's one? I don't know. Kettle of fish. Now we got fingers in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm just coming up with random shit that comes in my head. But in general, like I'm thinking, because obviously, you know, still we really don't have any breaks. Yeah, Budapest. 23, Paris yeah. 24, and he's taken on a job now where it's going to be extremely difficult to um, to manage. Like, tra- like he doesn't. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to manage professional athletes and I, college athletes. I because there must be different levels yeah. of coaching and there's just one assistant coach each for each guy, each person. <laughs> each so at least we'll have our own assistant coach. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd actually be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Bring no, it'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, like, we're gone at altitude so much. Mm. And so, like, well, how... The, I think mm. that's our biggest thing is just, like, how is that going to work? Because, like, in the collegiate system, you're racing, like, pretty much every two weeks. Like, yeah, it's a lot of racing. Year. And he has to be there. Yeah. It's not like he can be like you guys. As a director of a program, yeah. you always have to be there so yeah. people can reach you. Yeah. But... Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, like, I think a big... Like, one of the major draws besides, like, training partners and the team and, like... I mean a lot of things but like being with is like being coached by jerry mm. and so i think that was like i don't know that's just the thought is like you don't want to like have less time with your coach yeah, it's like you like jerry he's, he's, he's time, really good at what he does he's just, and you know you want him around <laughs> his time's extremely valuable like any coach yeah. it's just interesting because now his time's so limited with traveling like because you like you said you guys are going to be probably in utah or flagstaff or yeah. you're going to be at altitude for a, a very considerable amount of time so 
it being with a college system, it's going to be hard for him to get out there and have that time with you, particularly with the workouts, I imagine. Are yeah. Like pretty, pretty important to have your coach there. Yeah. I know for, for us, sure. it's how we feel with Ritz. Like having Ritz at a workout is pretty valuable. Yeah. yeah. We always want him there. I mean, speaking for mm-hmm. myself, we're all very high maintenance. I'm high, yeah. <laughs> we're all high maintenance people. So, it, I mean, I feel like does. it's important though. Like, yeah. I don't know. We've talked about that. It's like you can send a coach splits, but like those exact splits can look like two very different ways. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like definitely dying. Or, like, and especially when you're doing really hard workouts, which I know you guys do a lot of just like us. Like those are the ones where you really want your coach there. Cause like yeah. things can change. It can be very, very dynamic quickly. and you kind of just, you need someone there. Like, I find it really hard to commit like full effort to a workout if Ritz isn't there. If that makes sense, yeah. if it's a hard one. Yeah. It's like, am I okay to like fuck myself right now? It's also like the energy. Like a coach brings good energy where you're like, okay, I'm gonna Definitely like helps. bring my A game today. Like, yeah. yeah so. And you know when to. Yeah. When to let it get out of hand or not. <laughs> I guess that's what you're going to be navigating. The, the one thing that I want to ask, do you guys have a good idea of what it's going to look like in terms of, are you guys like full access to like the Oregon facilities and all that now? Are you guys like all like volunteer coaches at Oregon? Like, what's, what, they just gained uh, 20, 20 new volunteer assistants. Yeah. Do you know what that would look uh, like? I don't know. I don't think we have to be volunteer assistants. I'm not sure. But... Jerry said we can use the facilities because I think that's like a big, that's a big huge part. Yeah. Huge yeah. part. I mean, like yeah. particularly look at make up for a lot of other. A lot of the stuff you guys were setting up for a lot of your races, whether it was sound running or whatever in Portland. Yeah. You now have Haywood Field, that yeah. you could literally set up any race you want, and Jerry yeah. could run any race he wants there. It's like a gold mine to be able to have that facility and just keep yeah. using it. For you guys shouldn't do that though. No, yeah, because I don't want to more keep diamond. on Eugene. I'd rather just like, yeah, just come to Diamond Leagues. It's way more fun. You're going to spend so much money flying into Eugene. <laughs> That's like the most expensive airport in the country. Most expensive flight too. You'll oh. get a lot of hate from Ollie if that happens. I will because I'd be paying like $1,700 to go to Eugene for a race where I could be paying $1,100 to go to London to run a Diamond League. How yeah. do you feel about the Diamond League final being in Eugene the next two years? Honestly, like I tell you what, I don't feel great about it. However, I think it's going to be good for for the American market to get more involved with Diamond League because yeah. there's been issues with Sydney McLaughlin and other athletes that are so high standard, I think Mo, another one, so high standard people, and you want to see them at Diamond Leagues, yeah. but you don't. And like, it's not like you're not getting to, like Femke Ball in the 400 meter hurdles is like unbelievable. I love watching her race. and But ha- having her with Sydney is just like the, the pinnacle of yeah. that event. And it'd be the same with the 800 with I think Mo and, and Kelly Hodgkinson and, and our, t- US and our teammate Sage Herder. Shout out. Um, shout out. Um, but I, I think it'll be good for the American market to maybe get more athletes involved in the Diamond League final because I think if Sydney McLaughlin's thinking, I don't want to travel to Europe and spend all this money, I'd rather stay domestically because it's easier for me. But the Diamond League finals in Eugene, maybe that might change her mind to be more involved with it. So yeah. I think it can be a positive thing. The only issue I have with it is because <laughs> Eugene is so small. It's so hard to like, when you go to these big Diamond Leagues like in Zurich, you have a big city, you have a yeah. lot of turnout, you have a lot of. Uh, participation and I think people want to do that in America but Eugene's a small place to be able to get everyone in there and it's expensive and it's so expensive I don't mm-hmm. think people want to spend thousands of dollars no. but I think it'll be a good thing for the American like for the athletes it'll be good yeah. for US based athletes yeah. like yeah. us yeah. it'll be weird whether Americans are still interested in track or not because the last track race before middle of September is going to be in like June yeah it's like yeah. they're still like track races end pretty much. There's a big period yeah. between. Maybe it actually yeah. builds up anticipation because they're like, I'd like to see another track race again. Oh, the Dominic Finals happening in Eugene, um, and that could help. Um, but it will be it will be interesting in general to see how Bowman's moved to Eugene and 
just assuming you guys are going to race there a lot how that will impact that because like last year it was a thing where there were so many races at eugene that they all kind of got diluted a bit yeah so i feel like i mean and you already saw it last year with what the uh what do we call those boys the new gen guys cooper and colin all those those guys the new gen squad yeah what yeah like ben, they, they ben were Crawford. doing a lot of cool stuff yeah. at eugene like yeah. weekly and like it definitely gets people out there but it's like i don't know it is hard when you have so much like cool stuff going on every week you don't have like a big one meet focus which i think i mean is like kind of the cool way to do it like if there's if there's just usas at eugene like you know it's gonna like yeah the olympic trials at eugene you know that's like the one thing that's gonna go off it's, but, it went and it did go off but it's yeah. kind of hard when there's so much stuff so i guess we'll just see but hopefully you guys are doing some really cool meets there that'll be good to see and hopefully we can and hopefully, run in there. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> we get hopefully we get involved yeah so I guess we'll just see how it plays out. Who knows? Who knows? I don't have... I don't, above my pay grade, to be fair. Depends how the rest of this episode turns out. Whether yeah. we get invited or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're on through here. We'll figure it out. I think, I think it's been very civil so far. Um, I would love to get more into like your past year, release And like more than that. But first, I think we should just briefly talk about Chicago Marathon. Just kind of a bit of a recap on what we talked about last time. So, yeah. We're not great at talking about the marathon, but we did do a... What, like a prediction. prediction prediction contest on Connor Mance would he run the fastest American debut marathon ever and congratulations Ollie yeah your negativity has once again <laughs> prevailed once again prevailed however my negativity could have been um, cut short because he wasn't that far off he did amazing second yeah. fastest ever second fastest mm-hmm. ever I think six fastest Two, all time 208 16? for US Really? The toy yeah. sixteen? Yeah. Around there. And then the the time was two oh seven fifty two, I think. Forty nine. Yeah. Whatever the time was, he was very close to it and it was very impressive. Connor Mance, congratulations. Um pretty amazing run, honestly. Yeah. Top he's a top US marathoner right now, right? I mean, with your debut like that, yeah, he's looking yeah. pretty good. Like looking, if you're looking, looking at like Paris or whatever. He's looking pretty good. So and then Emily Sisson broke the the women's record, which we, we had Emma Bates on last week. So we were obviously like talking about how amazing it is right now that there's yeah. so many different women that can break the record and it does keep going back and forth. And it's just like probably literally like the greatest time ever for, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. like the U.S. Women's Marathon. So congratulations to her, I guess. I don't that know. was sick. <laughs> it was sick to watch. Was, yeah, and I think terrible. it was interesting to hear what Emma said last week because she said that I think she, Emily Sisson DNF'd the marathon beforehand. And if you if you listen to the Twitter rampage that people are going on about about how great her run was, I think a lot of people went out really quick, but she went out quite conservative and then closed it quite hard. Well, that race was ridiculous yeah. because yeah. <laughs> because was it Cos guy? I'm not sure that the the, the other one, no. the one that won, but she went out. Ruth. She's on two ten pace. She went out so quick. Yeah. 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 She's on two ten pace. She went out. It so was insane. What, when she went through the first 15, ten, she went through the first ten k and like. 29 something <laughs> yeah, like i was minutes. like oh my gosh he has 20 more miles to go i don't know how people do that <laughs> that's ridiculous so yeah it was it was a cool one i mean yeah we didn't really what we watched a little bit of it we did yeah no we that i okay the there's a lot of twitter shit. rampage yeah. about the coverage the coverage was shit yeah i think didn't see comments year, on the screen once yeah i think last year though, the coverage was a lot better i think we actually enjoyed the coverage and we're like oh it's an improvement this year we didn't see any americans they only showed the leader for both the men and women's race and that's it they didn't even show any like the packs or anything which was like 
it's tough. It's I mean, you, it makes sense, I guess, to show that. But when you know your audience is pretty invested in like certain storylines, mm. you want to at least just get updates on those. Particularly with like it's it's in you know like you want Americans want to see Americans. So like not showing any of the American like the lead Americans in the race is just kind of it's, it's surprising how little they use the invention of the split screen. <laughs> every other sport can do it every other sport can do it except for the marathon apparently they can't do it for the marathon yeah. that's been around for a wee while now well, yeah when, when do you think they invented it Must it's, it's not recent it's at least a little bit there was a split screen happy to there was a split like... screen at the concert last night there was a split screen at the concert there were was there yeah there were two screens that were showing different like, things I'd be right. very happy to have like a comparison of like I would love that too and I think a lot of people would engage crazy them crazy idea I think the one thing with the marathon particularly is the storyline so people want to know like yeah. and be yeah. invested in somebody's journey because the marathon is a very very hard event um, and especially and there's so because much context like, we know for a fact that the Chicago Marathon is paying these people a ton of money to mm. be there to watch and they don't even film them yeah it is weird when you put it like that to be honest yeah especially when one of them is running the American, American. American. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah. So she destroyed it too. She wasn't even close. Yeah. So yeah, Chicago, get your shit together. Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wait, what do you guys think of your fellow Aussie? Pat Tina, yeah, two eleven debut. Good debut for him. Was I it two eleven? I didn't. Two eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I think that's a pretty good debut for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, that, another issue. We didn't get to see the race, so I didn't really get to know like, like how he was feeling or where he was. Yeah. I know he was behind the woman's lead. Yeah, at, at like 10, 10 like 10. pretty deep, <laughs> yeah. pretty deep into the And race. I'm thinking like, uh, like he's obviously like running a certain pace, but like that's how crazy that woman that's was. That's how crazy. Well, at one point when they were showing and she was like ahead of this whole pack of guys, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. yeah. I think it's cool to see Pat Tannen have a great debut. I'm just excited. Like we know, we love him. We know how good he is. Like we just want him to be running even quicker, you know? So I'm so excited to see I how definitely the next think one's going. Yeah. definitely get there. So that was pretty cool. But good job, Pat. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Pat. Yeah. So I don't even really know how to. What's the best way to go about if we're doing the deep dive on Elise Cranes last year? Because you had a very, very, very interesting year. Would you say? <laughs> I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I would also say that. Um, for a minute there, you were a 10k runner. Yeah, for just just a hot minute. Just a, wait. Do you think of yourself as a 5k runner or a 10k or just everything? Um. I still don't think of myself as a 10K runner. You don't? No. How many 10Ks have guess. you run? Three. 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 It's more than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess think, that makes sense. I think yeah. you might be a 10K runner. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but so correct. Like we're not like experts. Like we're, we're pretty stupid. So if we get any <laughs> no, facts wrong, no. or any, if we get any facts wrong, <laughs> please correct us. Please correct us. But you and a lot of the Bauman folk like start the year off like with a bang indoors uh, you guys went and ran quick 5Ks mm -hmm. at Boston. Um, short track. Short track, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. But that was the... Was that the American record you ran there? Yeah. As long as the previous yeah. American record is set on a short track as well, <laughs> yeah. then, it's okay. then it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And it was, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was set in Boston, wasn't it? I think so. Shalane might have been, and Galen's? It might have been Reggie Lewis. Shalane's might have been Reggie Lewis. Oh, I don't think that's a fast track, is it? Reggie Lewis? I don't think it is, actually. Because before, yeah. she was like... We'll still give it to you. <laughs> we'll still, I don't think she will, but what's we will. The, what's the conversion? Yeah. <laughs> Can't be more than 14 seconds or whatever. You broke it by. Yeah, it should be fine. Good yeah. start to the year. Yeah, so you did that. And then you had... Was the next race after that the 10K? Mm -hmm. And the 10K was like... Was 
very exciting to watch. I don't know how it felt to run, but oh, it, was, it was just a weird <laughs> night because like because um, of all the stuff that happened with the lights. I don't know if you've... You yeah, so yeah. George and I were there, so that's yeah. why I'm making that face because yeah. we were watching it. And you guys are battling in the 15. Yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> thought, also thought we caught the lights on the line. We, we thought we, we ran were like two seconds off. Yeah. We were second a bit off. It was so far off. Um, but when George and I were watching you run, I thought you were possessed because it was just <laughs> unbelievable how hard you went out the first 5K. Well, yours well, was, hard, yours was you amazing. Out, I mean, you went out pretty incredible. And then like, yeah, um, yeah it was just, it was, it's kind of weird. It was the same with Grant. Like, Emmo, um, for that point, is like when you're watching that unfold, you actually like, your brain doesn't fully realize like how, crazy the shit you were doing so you guys are doing it's just so crazy but like me and jordy were watching going like we just don't know how to process this right now because it's just it was nuts didn't didn't grant them they had paces for like seven or eight k didn't you run that was 20 laps i had had pace for 3k (laughs) 7k on your own i do remember like at one point um like looking and seeing like 16 laps and i was like holy crap (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be a long way but shout out to Taylor Warner and Lucia Stafford for getting me through 3K because if I had no one the whole way, that would have been... Nasty. Yeah. So when you're running on your own for so long, are you like pre- are you focusing on the lights? Is that like your, where your attention is going or are you just focusing on like the rhythm and all that? Um, I actually wish that I would have been a little more conservative the first 5K and just stayed with the lights because I was ahead of the lights. So I actually oh, had man. like no gauge mm. and then it was like pretty demoralizing when they came by me with two laps to go and i was like oh no that's the worst when the lights <laughs> went away from that me. was the craziest shit to watch though she was like dropping the lights like so early me and jordy is like what the fuck is at least crazy about to run fuck those lights man. yeah yeah it caught up with me with like 2k to go yeah like, so i feel like just getting in a rhythm i feel like oh i could have done without some like 70s and 71s maybe just stuck to the 72s would have so quick would have been better looking back yeah but, but yeah and then I don't know what happened. I was like, the last lap, I feel like I kind of came out of some deep hole, but it wasn't quite enough. The, well, crowd, the crowd got into it, though, because we were, the crowd we were there, was incredible, and yeah. we started jing up, and I remember the crowd like really getting into it, which was sick, because um, you were starting to catch the lights again. Yeah. And then with that anticipation, everyone started to pick it up, and um, you passed the lights, and we were all like, yeah, and then we found out. Yeah, that's that was <laughs> Okay, that was pretty sad, because I look over at... Um, Shalane and Colleen and they were like you got it and I was like I'm pretty sure I didn't because I like think I saw the clock turn mm-hmm. and they were like no you did it and I was like oh sick I did awesome. it awesome and yeah. they were like nah you didn't <laughs> it was yeah. sucked because everyone was like so amped excited and then all of a sudden people it's were like slowly lockdown. people realizing like wait. oh wait what like oh there yeah. was there was like a big la- lack of clarity at the time as to what actually happened so yeah from I, I imagine you know exactly what happened like what did happen with the lights I think they were just set slightly slower because that was a pace we like Jerry thought would be good to go through 5k in. Mm-hmm. but then yeah I was ahead yeah. of them and then I obviously at like 9k and I wasn't like oh yeah shoot the lights are set at this pace like <laughs> yeah. you should be like x number of seconds ahead of the lights yeah okay so, I think that's what we thought but yeah, yeah. it was just tragic because like you like you literally like kick them down yeah. <laughs> we, was, we were all so invested in it too and then when we when we heard when we heard we were like being it was demoralized he's like oh damn yeah. we were actually blaming the light system for a while like the bloody light system was off yeah but, wait i mean still an absolutely amazing performance yeah. obviously you. you gotta be you gotta be <laughs> yeah. like feeling pretty good after that yeah, what, or yeah. You, how fucked were you though after that um, it's gonna be so hard yeah. yeah mentally as well as physically yeah um yeah, I think that's where I did myself in for a little bit because I think being like a second and a half off, I was like, 
gotta get back to work, which was very psycho tendency thing to do. And then I didn't take that much time off and my body was absolutely destroyed. And I didn't realize mm. until like three or four weeks later and then I was like, yeah, I feel like I didn't recover from that 10K. <laughs> Yeah, it's not doing the 10k trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but good option. But yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like the down. Yeah. You had down. big ups yeah. and then some decent downs. Yeah. Yeah. What mm. was it like going? I know you've like you've like talked about a bunch on like Instagram and stuff. I feel like, but were you, was your body just like cooked? My body was absolutely cooked. Yeah, I think I was like kind of getting away with it when we were like still in Portland in March. <laughs> <laughs> Gus really getting after it. Gus, Gus hasn't drunk water on the show for a while, but it used to be a thing that, so he drinks water for like a really long time and you can just he hear just it a little bit on the, the mic, on the microphone. So we'll see how, see how it goes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we went up to Park City and I think just like going back up to altitude just like totally did my body in mm. and we were just like doing workouts and I was like finishing half of them and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. That's so, not normal. Yeah. Mm. Had to take a bit of a step back. Yeah, what was Sad I didn't do the 10k? What was like yeah. the remedy for it? Um I like took a couple weeks off workouts, took like maybe a week like completely off just so wow. like, hope my body started to turn around. <laughs> yeah. Were you so, were you fine like injury wise and all that? Yeah, which I feel like, like is fatigued? is really good cuz I was like injured quite a bit in college and then kind of when I first joined, so I guess a silver lining was like my body broke down but not getting injured in a different way, so yeah. yeah, that was a plus. Mm-hmm. That is a plus because, like, an injury, you like, you in just, yeah, you're stuck yeah. in a situation. Whereas, like, what you went through is you know what the solution is. Yeah. And it's not. And it wasn't much time. It wasn't like you yeah. enough to take, like, two months. And you still had all that training. It was still yeah. there in your legs. It was yeah. Just, you needed some time to, like, read it. Well, did, yeah. you, did you feel confident that, like, so you took time off and, like, I don't know, could you, was it actual, like, noticeable changes in your body? Where, like, yeah, I have more energy now. Like, what, when you got back to workouts, were you, like, yeah, I'm back, or are you still like, yeah, I got to be like a little bit careful? I think it like took a while, like a little while, or yeah. still just like, and then at that point, it's like you've missed some workout, so now like everything just feels pretty horrible because you're yeah, tired you and you're like, back you, up. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was like the biggest thing between the 10K and the 5K is trying to just be like, I don't know, I have to put the missed time out of my head and just like show up like nothing happened on the line to try to make the 5K team. Yeah. So, which is yeah. not easy to do, but you did it, obviously. Congratulations. It worked out, well. It worked out, yeah. I mean, it ended up coming around where, like, at World Champs, like, were you feeling pretty good by the time you got to World Champs? Yeah, yeah, I was feeling pretty good. I think, I mean, I think that's where, like, I'm glad that I had some, like, racing, like, in Europe the rest of the summer, too, because I feel like missing that time, I felt like I was, like, kind of coming up to Worlds and beyond. So, like, I don't know. To your point, after the 10K, like, I feel like I kind of got a second wind of, like, even like mental, like being into it again, just like mental energy, I guess. It is weird hearing stories of like people that actually have a setback earlier in the year and then actually that little bit of like forced time off. Sometimes it helps. Actually like gets them further Just get you like through the rest of the season. I don't know. It often works like that. I mean, because yeah, you obviously see the opposite happen a lot where like people just make it to world champs and then they don't race the rest of the year or whatever. Yeah. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's not always the best way to be. I don't know. But... I think you see it all the time. I've had that in my career. I don't know. Like, Centro had that in 2016 when he, he won his yeah. gold. He, like, yeah. had an injury and all that. So, Ollie, you should try to get injured next year. You don't do of- that. <laughs> I got to think don't about it. Nice. I got to think about it. Well, I did. I, the, it was actually funny because, like, I did deal with... I don't know. You kind guys are going to call it an injury. No. I did deal with, a, like, an, an injury after comms. 
uh, mm-hmm. from all the travel. And I feel like the Lausanne race, like I shouldn't have done it, but it definitely gave me like a good idea of how to like progress forward to Zurich. And then running while at Zurich was like, okay, I know how to deal with a situation like that. And like, the, I feel like that could be similar, but so do you reckon I should get injured then? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, well, maybe give it one more year of seeing how Ooh. it goes if you don't get injured and see if that works as well. Yeah. But if you haven't like won a medal at Worlds by a year from now, <laughs> oh I would say God. for Paris, definitely consider well, it. Well, the thing is I could just go keep on climbing with, with you and then eventually I'll fall off. Yeah. So... I'm not sure that's the type of injury that's you're looking really for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's, that's the type of injury. A climbing injury sounds horrible. I don't yeah. know. If Let's just get like a nice stress reaction in your yeah. foot or something. Something that Ritz knows how to deal with. Yeah. I just, just, fall, I just fall off. I fall off the flat iron. Morgan's like, "Don't worry, it'll be good for you to run through. Don't worry, don't worry, Simon. It'll be good for you." Yeah, he broke both of his legs, but in the long term, I think this is going to play out. Um, <laughs> to fall off a flat iron, just get a sick and metatarsal stress reaction. <laughs> That'd be a real nice outcome. But yeah, so obviously you world champs. I mean. I, you could say this about all the races, but like the women's distance races are just so crazy with how good yeah. Aaron is. And yeah. did you you came ninth? Yeah. In the five k, were you happy with that or no? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't think you would be because of how yeah. amazing you are. But yeah, was it like? I don't know. I can't even remember how that race Dude, played out. I just, I just think they ran really quick, right? Like yeah, at some point. it was. I just got absolutely obliterated the last k. Like you okay. kind of feel like you're in it, and then you're just like. Nah, I'm so far off. <laughs> the 1500 girl won it. She, well, she came second in the 1500, right? And then she came uh, back and won yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. that's similar in the men's. Was it? Yeah, Jakob got second in the 15, won uh, the 5K. Yeah. What a connection to What make. a connection what to make. Yeah. What, a, what a George classic moment. Um, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes you come up with those really good connections. It was you. No, it was you. <laughs> I think it was you, George. Anyway, <laughs> no, it was you, George. Um, moving on. So goals, goal obviously, goals always when you go into a race like that at Worlds, you want to win, you want to medal. Yeah. Um, do you feel like the experience you got from getting ninth in a race like that is gonna, um, like, what have what have you learned to get to Budapest and think, all right, I'm gonna medal, I'm gonna win? It's yeah. the most most cliched question ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I want to know. That's why I'm I would actually like to know as well. Yeah. That's why it's a cliched question, but I want to know. You're hating on this question, but you really want to. I actually do want to know because like. Like it's just it's just so crazy when you get to those kind of events. It's like how do I make that jump forward? And I feel like you've like been incredible this past year. So I I, I thought you were gonna medal and get close to it, but I'm interested to see what you think would get you there. Yeah, I think I mean I think like you said, it's like such a big jump. I don't know. Going back to like Tokyo, that's how I felt like so in over my head. Like I felt mm. like I was just like. I have never been in a race like this. And so then I think like going into worlds this year, I was like, okay, now I feel like I know how to like put myself like in the race Mm, um, a bit more. Um, But I think it's like, I mean, even like watching like Grant and Mo and like the five and 10, it's just like, I don't know, wanting to like be in the top five with like 600 to go. Cause at that point you're like feeding off of everyone's like energy and you're like in it, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I think that's like this year. It's like I felt like I was getting that for like more of the race compared to Tokyo, like through, I don't know, like three and a half, four K. But then you're like, yeah, at the the last K when like things are really going and you're kind of like stuck in no man's land, like you're just not, you're just not getting, getting the energy. energy from yeah. the race. So like um, just being closer. And then when you get into that 600 to go and you're in that position, you just, you just know the energy is going to be there to take you through. Yeah. Kind of and thing. I think, I mean, I think that comes from like, 
I don't know, more like training and consistently. (laughs) Okay, no, but actually, okay, I was like, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday of like, I do feel that way. Like I do, um, like the time trials are great because you can like show yourself, I think, or like surprise yourself and run fast. (laughs) What are you guys saying? I'm not laughing. (laughs) What do you have to say, Ali? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, the, the time trial be competitive racing we've we've had that discussion on the podcast i am much more i definitely agree with you that time trialing is good to see where you're at however the amount of racing i do for my event i wouldn't sacrifice the competitiveness for the time trial no i agree just that that's 1500 running yeah but i think i still feel that i mean like chris and i have talked about this a lot and i think like to your point of like asking like how to prepare for like future global races is like more racing at that level because mm. I do think like it is like I think the Diamond League races like prepare you for that of like okay maybe it's like a conservative start and then it's like you have to be ready to close in like close to four flat pace for mm. like the last K or 100 100% and that's yeah. not something that you're like necessarily like you're not getting in a time trial because it's like perfectly paced we well, also not so getting not the athletes too you know yeah. athlete. like I think if you Carissa and Alicia are in those Diamond League races then as Americans, like, you're experiencing other countries and their best athletes, how they compete, how they work, how their tactics are. And you get to know them, which I think is You know them as well, which is great. Like, it's a great part of our sport. Oli knows his competitors really well, especially (laughs) Jakob. They're really close. Jingy, (laughs) if you're listening, I miss you. Um, Does he listen to the coffee club? uh, Wow. I uh, not. <laughs> We're convinced that Henrik does. Uh, uh, Henrik, okay. I, I, I think I've semi confirmed that. Um, but Jakob and I are on uh, first name basis. So. <laughs> Never nickname basis. Nickname basis. Yeah, he calls me. Um, he calls me. Why bother? No, he calls you whole bag. He calls me whole bag. Um, What's up, whole bag? <laughs> nah, but Jakob's a legend. Uh, soft spot for my boy. But in general, <laughs> getting sidetracked. <laughs> I think, yeah, having you three US women like in those races and those diamond leagues, you know your competitors. I think once you get to the world's like world champ 5K final and Olympics and onwards, you just know you've been you've been around these people before. Yeah. The energy's the same. Well, yeah. it's not the same energy, but it's the same kind of vibe with those people. You just know how. I think you're there. more like comfortable and confident yeah. too. Whereas a time trial offers you a time, but doesn't offer you that kind of experience. Yeah. And like, I think the US women in particular now are definitely in a position as a US man like Grant, to medal. Yeah. But having more experience against those guys that are used to just racing each other all the time would be, like, huge. Yeah. So that's my uh, two cents. <laughs> that's always advice. I'm not, I'm not saying I know anything. However, I feel like no, that's why my 1,500-meter running, I, agree. I think it's gotten so much better. It's because I'm racing those type of people all the time. Yeah. This coffee club trying to take some credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on with that. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying going, to do that. Going out on a limb, I feel like we might have talked about this before, about you. Why, okay... 10k rode off your body quite a lot <laughs> why, why don't you run the 1500 oh, i mean question george great question i want i think you're a 1500 I, runner i mean i still think <laughs> i'm a 1500 as, runner as the i still think <laughs> i'm a 1500 runner and i do i mean okay to your point too of like when i was racing in europe this summer and it's like you're racing every week yeah. and you're running i mean it was really fun to do no 5ks and run like 3k 1500 5K, i hate 500 i can't confirm that because i i barely i had to run one like you've run 359 358 358 359 yeah, yeah. so you're sub four basically yeah. what you're at two flat yeah i don't think there's many the girls thing, that can uh, kick you in the last 50 meters i have a you have you, and you've, you have 10k <laughs> strength i uh, trust me i want to run the right. team 
this is my we're opinion. just we're all, we're, on board. We're, we're, we're all on board so when I run, when I run the 15 this upcoming year you guys can take well when you run for comedy that's, that's what I was because now you're now you're a, um, a dedicated member of coffee club track club because you've been on the on the podcast everybody that comes on the pod is part of the track club. okay yeah. wow, the so track like really the one thing I was thinking is Jerry I feel like Jerry's much more focused with the 510k kind of style of training which then would lead to not having too much focus on the 1500 meter training that could change but I was proposing I was proposing to be your coach if you if you <laughs> no, would like no, some no, I could be your volunteer I could hold your spikes and make sure that everything's okay I couldn't coach you I, that's too much pressure you can is tell that, me to race more, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, more that's, not an, that's not an opinion that's, is that your opinion you're trying to share or is that coming up no my, my, my opinion is that I think Jerry's not interested in coaching 1500 meter runners specifically I think he's interested in having 1500 meter runners in his team but I think he's more Coaching wise, it seems like five ten k based training. I don't think that's that much of a hot take, though. Yeah. No. It's, well, <laughs> no. Well, the hot thing is, they take. have. Okay. Cooper Tier just joined Bellman, fifteen hundred meter runner. No, we he's not a fifteen hundred meter runner. Cooper Tier is a fifteen. He's going to be a five k. Yeah, but he guy. is a fifteen hundred meter runner. He has run. He's going to be a five k. He's the US fifteen hundred meter champion. But do you think one of the main reasons he's going to be a five k runner is because he's joined? No, Bellman? I think he would have anyway. No, I, 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 I'm he's a US fifteen hundred meter champ. Yes, the US man. Like that's not impressive. Okay, now I'm not spitting the hot takes. You are spitting the hot takes right now. Okay, that was obviously a joke, but yeah. But in general, I'm thinking we got three like non-US. those athletes like they they're fifth like Josh Thompson and yeah. um, Centro. Shout out to my boy Centro, cilantro. Um, <laughs> like those those guys are 1500 meter runners, but I feel like they're in like a 510k program, and it's just hard to like. I guess the 1500 meters run like that now a little bit. You know, strange. well, I guess we have like a ton of 1500 meter runs, but like. Mm-hmm. A year ago, I could, we could have said that about you. But the thing is, I think we still can. Say we that still kind of say that. However, Dathan has been more specific with my training, and he did mention that like the training leading towards that type of training is much more speed fifteen hundred. Like my mileage is not that high. Yeah. Whereas I feel like just a hundred, maybe with Jared, just a hundred and five. That's my opinion. I'm not. I have no. There's no grounds <laughs> for that opinion. I just feel like that maybe Jerry's more like five ten k. Yeah. And I feel like we all think at least fifteen hundred meters would be great to. I think at least that. best event is probably the five k, but I think I think me and George think it's fifteen. No, I think I think yeah. in terms of I think in terms of maybe success at the world stage, I think it's easier to be a fifteen hundred meter runner. Like in terms of, it's like Wait, you think more it's people easier? can win. Yeah, I I do. For the in terms of women, yeah, mm, I'd say both. Well, I'd I would just say, say I think say, I just think the saying. gap is yeah. like smaller. Like That's I don't I don't think it's necessarily I don't think you're saying like the top of like getting a medal in any one event, but it's like. The, because the event is shorter, it's like you have you can be in that race with like 200 to go versus like the margin if you have like in yeah. a 5 or a 10 of like mm-hmm. people running like yeah, that's all I'm 29 trying to say. Not to offend you all. No, no, you're offending me. I just like we have like particularly the 1500 meter women like this amazing crowd like Laura Meal, um, Faith. Yeah, name them all. I mean, the women's 15 is like so it's nuts, deep. But it's so is the 5K insane. for the women as well. Yeah, I'm not saying, but, I'm not comparing the But women. what Morgan is saying is that like the gap, like... I think we've talked yeah. about that before. Yeah. Like being world-class in the 5K is like 30 seconds away from the guys at the top. Whereas world-class in 1500 is like... Is you say that for the 100 yeah. too. Two or three close. seconds. Yeah. Two or three seconds. Like it's the smaller the, like, the smaller the distance, the more... Yeah, but... Except for the 400 meter hurdles where Sydney McLaughlin's like four <laughs> seconds ahead of everyone. Yeah. I don't know if it goes all the way down to the 100, but... But um, I think you see that in like medals. Like US, I think the highest finish for a US woman in a global championship in the 5K is like sixth or seventh. Yeah. And it's so like, hard. 
Mm-hmm. It's like the U.S. has like multiple medals in the 1500 for women. That's or really people that have placed top five. Like that's when I heard that in Tokyo, I was absolutely mind blown. Yeah, it that's, my, that's that. blowing my mind right now. I thought you guys are definitely medal in the 5K. Mm-mm. Oh, there you go. It's just so hard. It's just crazy. It's just like. But yeah. hopefully you can change. Yeah, that. so you're gonna be the yeah. first one then. That's a goal. We've heard it here first. We're claiming it right <laughs> we heard now. It on the coffee if it happens, podcast. <laughs> if it happens, we're claiming it right now. Yeah, I don't think that takes anything away from. Getting another medal in the 1500. Don't worry, don't worry, I won't leave the 1500. <laughs> you can double bubble it. It's fine. You can double bubble it. Double bubble. Um, yeah, my, my couple of conclusions from this past 20 minutes of talking is one, Elise, I think you're on the right track. Thank you, thank you, Morgan. Two, I appreciate it. Two, I think, that, I think that next time you have a meeting with Jerry, you should probably bring Ollie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we uh, will phone you in to talk about the uh, uh, the upside of competitive diamond I can't wait. over time trial. I can't wait to have that phone call and then I just hear Joe go, so who is this? <laughs> um, no, yeah. but I think George and I definitely feel strongly about at least currently running the uh, 1500 meters. We, actually, we just become consultants. <laughs> we're just, we're just, people's event choices. At this point, we're just fans and we want you to run the 1500. That's all we want. We just want to see at least run the 15. Is that too much to ask for? Much to ask Come for on, you, Jerry, Jerry, is that too much to ask for? Please, Jerry, please. I do love it. This summer like reignited my love of the 15. I mean, the thing I is- raced it in Monaco and I was like, wow, that was so fun. Mm. It was over so quickly. It was really exciting. I felt super engaged. That's yeah. it. The five years mm. is so hard. Not that you need hard. to know. Yeah, well, I haven't run in Monaco yet. That's like one of my dreams, and you've already uh, you've already ticked that box. So, yeah. Let's go back to removing the five gear from the Diamond League. No, no. <laughs> remember when that was happening? That was such yeah, a like dumb move. Oh, <laughs> another question for Elise: the uh, Diamond League final, that that track dumb mm, thing. Yes. You did that the first year. Yes, I did. Um, we got feedback from our teammate Alicia Monson. Yeah, what did she think about it? She hated it. <laughs> and I, I think I know your opinion on it too. Yeah, you hate it as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I also, I, <laughs> I also think it. my opinion was skewed by the fact that I was absolutely toasted at that point, and I was running by myself and like almost got lapped on a. It looks so hard. It's so it's, hard. okay. You just get like no rhythm yeah. because. Like, at first, when they were talking about it, I was like, okay, it just seems like it will be an indoor track. It seems kind of cool. But, like, the one bank is so steep, you, like, fall off it. And then you go from, like, having give on the banks to, like, just, like, rolled out track surface on the road. So every time you go off a curve, you're just, like, the energy is just absolutely zapped from your legs. That sounds horrible. Because you're just running on, like... Tracks are the 5k is bad road. enough as it is. Yeah. You don't, you don't <laughs> need that. It already feels so bad. <laughs> you don't need to make it harder. Yeah. So, Sebco, come on. Yeah. Sebby, my boy, I mean, that cost millions, didn't it, to set up? Some the track. Money. I think Dathan's trying to Some buy amount it. of money. It's good training. Do a training course. <laughs> He's going to buy it yeah. and bring it here. Buy it, bring it here, and just use it as like a training course to like, if we just complain about training. He's like, you want to make it harder? We'll make it harder. But we'll put it in an indoor facility so then we can stay in the winter because we can't use the yeah, same facility. Um, so. Mark Wheatmore. Take that, Mark. Us, and you yeah. can't, then Mark Wetmore's athletes won't be able to use that it's one. It's all right. Now it's getting so big now that they're going to have their own indoor track and then we can use that. That'd be perfect. That'd, that'd be good, right? They'll call yeah. it the Elise Cranny uh, indoor track. And it'll be the exact same model from uh, the Diamond League final. <laughs> perfect. That'll be, that'll be great. You, you do have a hill named after you, don't you? Yes. What? So I'm told. I thought it was called th- yeah. something different, but now I've heard that they changed the name. But I don't know if that's official or not. I thought it was Hartman called Hartman Hill. Hill. And then I've heard people say Cranny Hill. Yeah. I've Which heard hill that is recently. It? The one we warm up at at now, like the big one. Oh, that's on the, on the trail. It used to be Hartman He's, Hill. Okay. I, I heard he it was coach? still Hartman Hill. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, like an old well, Ritz's man. Next time we go up that hill, I'll just go, this is Cranny Hill. 
It's a really hard hill to it's run. Oh, yeah. It's really hard. Yeah, it really hard. Especially when you warm down. <laughs> when you warming up, it sucks. I'm like, yeah. wow, I feel terrible. We run that hill every single track workout. I don't know if that's like a good thing or not. I don't think. I don't know if that is, George. If I was you, at least I'd probably pick a nicer hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how much control. Well, you guys can. Yeah. One of you can name we'll, we'll it after do, yourself. We'll do some scouting, and we'll look for a hill, and we'll send you pictures of the hill, and okay. say like, is this hill appropriate, yeah. acceptable? And then you can give the. Every time okay. we run, I'm like, fucking Elise, God, <laughs> this hill sucks. It's kind of weird that you didn't get to have approval on it. It just happened. Yeah, I just started to hear that through. I think it was like last year. I ran with some people on the NIWAT team, and they were like, did you know this hill is named after you? And I was like, I still thought it was Hartman Hill. So. Crazy. Generations, yeah. huh? Things, yeah. things have changed. Things have changed indeed. <laughs> um, well, I think this has been an absolutely lovely conversation. We don't want to keep you here all day. Is there any other grievances to air? Any other things to say? No, I feel pretty good. At least anyone you want to shout out? Um, <laughs> I hope that... This has changed your whole entire opinion of Bowerman. Next week we're just back. Always <laughs> just, oh, just going on. My opinion, the thing is, my opinion on Thank God Elise is gone. We can finally be honest. My opinion on Elise Cranny. My opinion on Elise Cranny hasn't changed. If anything, it's gotten better. Yeah, we knew you were amazing. We knew you were amazing. It's separate. With Bowerman, it's like I'd have to go on training camp with Bowerman to fully know. Like, you know, oh, that my opinion on Bowman changed. I just have an opinion now that in Eugene, you guys are going to be controlling everything. It's just going to be like, it's going to be like, you know how there's Mount Rushmore? It's just going to be Jerry carved into one of the, uh, the mountains. Except there. all four pictures of Jerry's it's face. All, and it's always faces like, just like happy, sad, yeah. angry, <laughs> smart, like, just like that kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah I mean. Definitely, de- we'll see. We'll maybe see. Red Rocks, Woody and Grant, maybe the three of us. We'll, we're going to be so close gonna, after that. We're going to be so close. I, I mean, if we can get Woody and Grant on the pod. Yeah, we'll see. Be, I don't know what their schedule is. It seems are. too good to be true. Yeah. That seems like a, a dream of mine. We don't, need a, we don't need to do everything right now. We can we can give it time. We've already ticked when it off happens, a lifetime goal. So. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> I think on. having Elise on the podcast is a very big step for us. So... Thank you very much for coming on. I'm truly honored to have come on the <laughs> Coffee Club podcast. It's been I feel a- like my life is significantly better. I hope so. Having been on the podcast. I hope so. But- and seeing the behind the scenes of, yeah. of the setup of the pod. Yeah. It's, uh, and met Gus. It's yeah. very impressive. Gus, See, obviously uh, the highlight. He's, always, he's doing business calls right now. So <laughs> he couldn't stay here. for the whole thing. Apologies. But uh, yeah, that's episode 56. Thank you everyone for listening. See you guys next week. Bye.